I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. Hey, Juris, what's up, y'all? Auntie E here. And this week, I really wanted to come to you with a special edition of Ask Auntie E, because we've all seen uh, the breaking news this week that R. Kelly has been found guilty of all of those federal charges. Um, And with that, you know, it's just a lot to unpack, a lot of questions from y'all, which I love and appreciate. And I wanted to make sure that we give you uh, the proper attention that this case deserves. So you can understand exactly what happened um, with the conviction and what it means uh, for him next. Uh, and and all of this, uh, you know, has, has a lot of stakes and we want to make sure you understand them. Here's the thing, though, y'all. Remember that the discussions we have here on Holding Court, this podcast, they're for general information purposes and some entertainment purposes. And this is not considered legal advice for you. Um, For that, you've got to pay an attorney to look at your case and facts and circumstances and consult with them for your individual circumstances. All right, y'all. So we're going to get to this Ask Auntie E question. Here it is. R. Kelly has been now convicted by a jury, a federal jury of racketeering, uh, Auntie E, can you pre- please break down what this means? How serious is this conviction uh, or these convictions, really? And will he do actual jail time? Hell yes, uh, is the is the short answer to will he do real jail time? And we'll get to the specifics of that in a minute. Um, so here's the thing. So much has happened here. Uh, what we saw this week was for the first time ever, Robert Kelly is being held criminally accountable for his behavior, which we now can say conclusively his criminal behavior. Okay. That's what this jury has said. A couple of things about this jury, by the way, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, And this is already where there's going to be differences between what happened here in in this federal New York court versus what happened um, back when he was uh, uh, acquitted uh, back uh, of the Chicago charges back in 2009. And and it's important to break that down because there's a lot of, um, confusion as to why he's guilty now versus why he wasn't guilty then. Uh, A couple things. Number one, back in Chicago during those uh, original charges, which were all related to pornography, by the way, there was no witness that actually took the stand that was the center point of the case, meaning the one young lady they had lined up to testify against R. Kelly in Chicago those many years ago ultimately decided against it. Um, she did not take the witness stand. And so therefore, you've got a prosecution with a very weak case, you know, all a lot of hearsay evidence and things like that. That jury never heard from an actual victim of R. Kelly. That makes a big difference. In this case, um, there were actually 11 uh, victims, uh, five of whom uh, were actually at the center point of this case. And then there were another six uh, men and women who testified to their abuse and horrific experiences with R. Kelly. So I'm just trying to tell you that's, a, a, uh, I guess, 10, because, of course, may she rest in peace, Queen Aaliyah, um, you know, is not with us to testify. But her um, marriage at the age of 15 to R. Kelly and all the other accusations against what happened during their, um, you know, time that they had um, interaction That was definitely made uh, part of this case and part of the public record. So you've got 10 different people that this federal jury is looking at 
hearing from, getting a humanized experience about what they encountered uh, at the hands of R. Kelly. And if anybody's listening to this and you're thinking, I mean, it was really just sex. And I mean, if it was consensual, what's the big deal? Just know it wasn't just sex. And no, it wasn't just making him uh, uh, calling, being made to call him daddy. It wasn't just that, y'all. There was a young lady who testified that when rules were broken, uh, R. Kelly doled out harsh and startling punishments, including skin tearing spankings. And in one case, a, a young woman was forced to smear feces on her face and then eat it. Okay. That's criminal. And this jury has said so. So keeping all that in mind, also this jury was protected in this recent federal case, meaning there was no cameras, there was no uh, press coverage. Uh, there was just only people, uh, they were actually protect their identities were protected even from the attorneys meaning there was a mix of, um, I think, seven men and five women, and you didn't even know what races they were. Like, we literally know hardly anything about this jury. And that gives them a cloak of protection that allows them to make a decision um, in a more protected way versus, of course, there were a lot of cameras, a lot of fanfare, a lot of publicity at that uh, Chicago trial. The last thing I'll say about the difference between Chicago and what happened here in uh, a federal court in New York, just that. This recent conviction is around a federal court, okay? There's a federal court, which means federal resources, federal prosecutors. There's a federal prosecution rate of upwards of 95% for a reason because they, they have the full force of the American government behind them, okay? This is not local. This is not, no disrespect to Cook County, this ain't Cook County, okay? Which has the limitations of the resources uh, that a local government would have. Uh, you're not dealing with that. R. Kelly has now been convicted um, of 14 counts of racketeering. Okay, the RICO Act. What is that? It's a federal crime statute that talks about uh, crimes that they deem to be racketeer influenced and corrupt organizations. Yes, typically we're used to RICO around the, the mafia, uh, drug rings, drug cartels. But the, the, the federal prosecutors made an interesting argument which is that the behavior, the systemic behavior of R. Kelly and the system of people that he employed created a sense of, a, of, of an organized criminal enterprise, flat out. That's the argument. Uh, and uh, 14 accounts of it, uh, in, in addition to six uh, uh, accounts of violating the Mann Act, which is, a, a, again, a federal statute that says you can't take um, anybody, uh, girl or, or boy, over a state line for a sexual act, okay? So uh, 14 counts, um, the jurors found that the prosecutors had proven all but two of the 14. Uh, he is guilty, guilty, guilty. Now let's talk about the sentence. There is a, uh, there's what you call federal sentencing guidelines uh, when you, you get convicted of a federal charge. So again, already different than, than state court. Now, with these federal uh, charges, you know, it's it's not a game. It's not a game. Uh, he is looking at a federal mandate of about 20 years apiece. Um, so, you know, yeah, uh, each count of the racketeering that he's been convicted of carries a recommended maximum sentence of 20 years. Uh, Y'all can do the math. It's, it's very feasible that just off of this New York-based federal conviction, he could serve the rest of his life in prison. 
I say that in that context because don't forget, R. Kelly is facing uh, two other sets of charges, right? Uh, one back in, in Illinois, uh, but this time, uh, you know, it's it's going to be under the leadership of the good sister Kim Fox. Kim Fox isn't perfect, but she's been a hell of a prosecutor during her time so far in Cook County. And uh, she, he's, you know, looking at some serious charges there. And then he's also got charges in Minnesota. OK, he's looking at charges of engaging in prostitution with a minor in the state of Minnesota. So that's also coming up. Um, when will he be sentenced in this recent case? This is interesting because his charges in Illinois and in Minnesota are not until next year. We don't have trial dates yet, but it will be sometime in 2022. Speaking of 2022, R. Kelly's sentencing for these racketeering federal charges that he just got convicted of, not scheduled to take place until May 4th, 2022. Now, that is a little unusual. Um, not unprecedented, but unusual. Typically, in a federal case, you're going to get a federal judge to set a, a sentencing date, rather, maybe three months out, four months out at the, at the, at the highest level. So to say this is really like closer to six, seven months out, right? Um, actually, even more than that, uh, like eight months out, May of 2022, and he's being convicted in uh, late September. That's interesting to me. That tells me a couple things. Number one, it's indicative of just how clogged the docket, literally the federal docket is in federal court. So it could be the case that because of COVID and everything else going on in our country right now, that might be uh, the earliest reasonable time this judge can really schedule this. That's possible. My legal mind tells me it's probably another another issue too, which is they might want to see how things go in the other two cases. Meaning, uh, because he's been convicted, because there's federal statutes and guidelines, it could be a scenario where R. Kelly's defense team uh, collaborates with each other, because I'm sure he'll have different lawyers in Minnesota and in uh, Chicago, and says, listen, this man is basically looking at a life sentence in federal court. What type of plea deals can we work out in these remaining charges? You know, uh, state level uh, charges and, and figure out if there's a way essentially that they can not combine the sentences in a legal way, but say that, you know, he's going to plead guilty here in Illinois. He'll plead guilty here in Minnesota. He'll serve whatever, 15, 20, 25 even years, and they will run concurrent potentially with his uh, superseding federal uh, sentence, which will be determined May 4th. Um, and then those sentences can be maybe used as mitigating factors. A mitigating factor is a, is a factor that um, reduces uh, the severity of the sentence that one faces. Uh, an aggravating factor is the opposite. It is a factor that aggravates, that um, increases the, the the severity of one sentence. So it could be that his defense team is trying to set up a situation where they say, look, Your Honor, this man has taken accountability in these other two cases. Um, he's admitted, he's, you know, da-da-da-da-da, he's already been sentenced to this many years. Um, and we ask you, you consider uh, those proceedings in light of this federal sentencing guideline that you have to uh, have to subscribe to, possibly. That's that's a lot, um, but I've seen it before. Um, when people have 
what we call different uh, sets of cases, if you will, in different jurisdictions. Um, but again, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Uh, guilty, guilty, guilty um, on, on, on these counts. And, and I just want to leave y'all with this uh, before I let you go. I mean, we all know in the culture that there have been uh, conversations, um, talks, whispers, uh, and at some point loud screaming voices about the abusive, and now we have to say criminal behavior of R. Kelly for over 25 years. I personally remember um, when I first kind of started having access to, um, you know, uh, Westlaw and, and other, you know, LexisNexis, you know, any lawyers and, and law students out there and paralegals even know what I'm talking about. Uh, those are legal research uh, databases. I started pulling documents. Um, so this is back in 2004, five. Um, to see what what was happening in Cook County um, in those complaints that those local prosecutors um, talked about and the McDonald's that R. Kelly and his uh, entourage used to just scope out specifically during after school hours to pick up uh, and and really prey on. That's the that's the verbiage, right? Prey on as a predator, as a grown ass man, young children. So this has been out there for over 25 years is my point, y'all. And and finally, on this day. This week, in American justice, there's justice, not, not for the system, justice for these young girls and these young boys, we found out in this case that R. Kelly has preyed on. And I just want to leave you with this. I think it was very compelling when you talk about the closing arguments of the federal prosecutors here. Um, and and, and she, she said this. This is a, an assistant U.S. attorney that made closing arguments during this, this case. Her name is... Nadia um, Shahada. She says the defendants' victims here, they are not groupies, nor are they gold diggers. They're human beings, daughters, sisters. Some are now mothers, and their lives matter. Y'all, it's important uh, because it was juxtaposed against uh, R. Kelly's defense team, who tried, I think, very ridiculously to uh, equate R. Kelly with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, and, and, and acquainting him in some kind of civil rights uh, martyr status. And, and I really fucking hate that. I have to just tell you, we saw the same thing in the Bill Cosby case, uh, you know, with his uh, lawyers trying to say he was Emmett Till or some shit. Listen, here's the thing. When black men do wrong, and make no mistake about it, Bill Cosby's done wrong, R. Kelly's done wrong. I'm going to get to Bill Cosby and why you shouldn't take his recent release as anything other than his wrongdoing. I'll get to in a minute. But when black men do wrong, the, the thing that does not help the culture, that doesn't help the credibility of our people, is to try to falsely equate their wrongdoing and their predatory nature with some type of all black men martyr status. Emmett Till um, is an icon, was a child, savagely taken from his mother and his community in the name of white supremacy. Please don't say that shit with the same breath as, as Bill Cosby. Dr. Martin Luther King is a global, multi-generational civil rights and human rights icon. Please don't ever mention his name in the same breath as Robert Sylvester Kelly. Two different things, not even the same. And to try to make the excuse of the um, undermining and the continual uh, criminalization of black men in general 
and, and then equate it with actual criminal behavior of black men blows up our whole credibility as a people. Please, please keep that in mind as you have conversations about this this week and, and moving forward. Now, last point, if you want to look at what happened with Bill Cosby and say, well, Auntie E, I'm confused. Uh, Bill Cosby was convicted of sexual misconduct, and then we saw him walk free recently. So why do we know that R. Kelly won't have the same fate? I'm going to tell you why. Bill Cosby walked free, remember, for one reason and one reason only. It had nothing to do with his actual criminal behavior. What it has to do with is that he had a local prosecutor who, in my legal opinion, was a damn fool and moved forward on prosecuting this man, Bill Cosby, uh, on the basis of a deposition testimony where Bill Cosby admitted his criminal behavior of, of giving quaaludes and other uh, substances to women in order to take away their ability to give consent and therefore be um, sexually abusive and, 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 and assaultive in his behavior, admitted on the record in a deposition. Problem is, the local prosecutor said, Mr. Cosby, we're going to decline to prosecute you criminally. And that was done under a sitting prosecutor who said the evidence wasn't that strong, he felt, and he'd rather see... Uh, the civil remedy in the case of Andrea Constant, and in order for her to get civil justice in a civil case, Bill Cosby needed to admit those things in deposition. So by removing the overhead of a criminal prosecution as a possibility, it gave Cosby the comfort to say, all right, I'll, I'll say what I need to say and, and, and tell the truth in this deposition because I'm immune from prosecution. Then later, a different elected prosecutor uh, in in that jurisdiction in, in Pennsylvania, said, "Oh, I'm 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 I, I'm not bound to this office's promises promise to Bill Cosby not to prosecute, which indeed he was, uh, and they prosecuted and they got a conviction and it was it was based in prosecutorial misconduct. I'll say that because you can't do that. The law is the law for a reason. So that's why Bill Cosby's out. He's out because his the, the local prosecutor there fucked up. They prosecuted him, and when they said they wouldn't." after he made self-incriminating statements, and that's why he's out today. Trust and believe that won't happen with R. Kelly. <laughs> there has been no prosecutorial misconduct in this federal case. This was, this again, the feds move differently. They have a different standard when they approach uh, the, the prosecutions of their cases. It's generally spotless. It's generally without any flaw or error. That is why their conviction rate is upwards of 95%. So I'll close with this. Listen, R. Kelly convicted many, 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 many federal counts. Um, he's looking at the rest of his life in prison. Don't forget he's got those outstanding cases in Minnesota and in uh, Illinois. I'll expect some level of plea bargain, things like that going on, uh, because I can't imagine he would go through uh, additional trials knowing he's got probably minimally a 22 50 to a 60 year sentence over his head right here uh, in a New York based federal court system. Um, of course, don't worry, holding court's always going to be all, all on top of this as this thing continues. Uh, and you can always get all your legal breakdowns right here. Listen, as always, y'all appreciate you for listening. Uh, Dustin and I are going to have another episode of holding court for you next week. Come back. Um, we are going to listen, Dustin and Ebony, we're tired. We love y'all, but we're a little tired. So we're going to take a little hiatus. Okay. Now don't be sad. We'll be back soon. We're going to take a little hiatus, um, get ourselves together, rest, recuperate so we can bring you and deliver 
of the quality and potent holding court show that y'all know and love. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to give you great um, best ep- best of episodes and some really dope, our favorite replays and things like that. Stay tuned, though. Uh, we were going to let you know when there's going to be brand new court back in session episodes of Holy Court, which will be soon. And in the meantime, just show show the love for the show. That's that's how we keep this thing going and we keep it making sense for everybody involved. So follow us, subscribe, rate, tell a friend and, and get the word out about holding court because we love this show we know you love this show and we want to see it um, be everything it can be so listen holding court comes to you from uppity productions in association with dossie media it's presented by the black effect network from iHeartRadio. audio service is always wonderfully provided by one of one Productions. so y'all check them out one of one productions.com we love them and again uh just keep safe uh if you need to get a booster, get a booster. Uh, otherwise, get vaccinated. Um, Delta variant and things are real. We love you. And we, we just really want to see our communities uh, thrive during this time. Um, and I really can't believe I'm going to step on Dustin's line now. Uh, but uh, you know what Dustin Ross would say. Read your terms and conditions. Love y'all. Love y'all.